Howdy, listener. Producer James here. As you likely know by the title of this episode, we recorded a chat about Halloween kills. We made this recording late at night for optimal spookiness, but I, being an old, old man, fell asleep before our recording time and was absent from this episode. As a result, I was not there to remind John to introduce our guest, Stephen Rossetti. And I wasn't there to remind Stephen to turn off the fan he had on in his room. My point is, please forgive the audio quality on this one and enjoy the show. Welcome to John's Mostly Movie Podcast. Before we get started, right off the bat, this is a spoiler warning. The title of this episode is Halloween Kills. Can you guess what we're going to be talking about? Halloween Kills. So if you haven't seen Halloween Kills and you continue to listen past this point, well, you're on your own. That's not us. That's your own fault. You brought that upon yourself. You heard the sound and asked... Is anybody there? You did that. It's on It's on Peacock. Really. You have no excuse. You need to see it. Yeah. It's not like it's the Olympics. Come on. I'd understand if we were asking you to watch the Olympics, then yes, you, you might need to you know, really put in the effort. At least when it comes to watching it on Peacock. But this? No. All right. Let's get into it. And James will add some trailer music here. We'll probably have Laurie Strode saying something like... No, 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 we're going to go see Halloween Kills. And that's exactly what we did. That's right. You were watching Halloweens beforehand. Which ones did you... Did you go through the entire series up into it? Or what did you do? I was trying to get through everything, including the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, I got up to H2O. Okay. And then I only had enough time to get to the 2018 Halloween. So the 2018 Halloween's fresh in your mind. So then going into this... It's, you know, for me, I did not rewatch 2018 before we watched this. So I ask this if someone's going to watch this movie, would you recommend them rewatching it? Or does the movie do good enough for you to pick up and. Easiest way to explain it, and since we already had the spoiler disclaimers, mm-hmm. I'm okay with saying this. It's kind of like the Infinity War Endgame dilemma. Okay. It's not that it wouldn't make sense. It makes a whole lot more sense, though, if you have a if uh, more if you have a better idea of it coming back into it, because the movie literally starts pretty much right after the first one ends, to a T. Okay. I will say from my perspective, if I didn't have you there, it would have there would have been a lot of little moments that I would have forgot. Um, you reminded me you re- also if you can safely see this movie in theaters and i say that to your own comfort because well steve and i we got to see this in new york where you know 
vaccine mandates are a thing, so we felt comfortable going there. Also, the theater wasn't packed, but I forgot how amazing and incredible it is going to a horror film. And when you go to a horror film, like the opening night, you're going to be around horror fans. So anytime there's a kill, there's a scare, anything, it yeah. feels so good hearing other people's reactions to it. I forgot about that. Just being there. Yeah, like everyone seeing it together for the first time and reacting to it, seeing people squirm or cheer. Say, like, don't go, why are you doing that? Don't go in there or something, like just classic mm-hmm. ones. And it's, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, why'd you, why'd you stop? Why are you yeah. stopping? <laughs> so let's just dive in with first impressions and talk about the movie. Um, so we have Halloween Kills, released October 15th, 2021, three years after Halloween 2018 came. Steve, just, we'll obviously dive in, but what'd you think? So, after, for me, after what the 2018 version of Halloween set with how it brought the Laurie Strode back into kind of the, I guess, refocusing mm-hmm. for the series, but also making it like, multi-generational, and then just, I wanted to see what else happened, because knowing that this was supposed to be a trilogy, it's like, okay, this movie is supposed to happen. I was just very curious to see how they would continue the story and for me i will talk about a little bit later uh, how it's not a perfect movie by any means but i fucking enjoyed it i came out of it like happy that i saw it um it has its problems but it's not enough for me personally to say that it was a bad movie because being a whore uh whore (laughs) being a horror uh gore whore watching shit for you. the uh, visual effects from realistic shit to like over the top bullshit yeah the kills in this were pretty fun there's some pretty inventive ones there's a mix of funny and like brutal and like unrelenting shit yeah I, I, I enjoyed it a they lot definitely hit a um, spectrum as far of kills on it yeah yeah but as far as the I guess the issues that I had with it I said this to you already uh, when we were coming back home John it it felt like a middle mm-hmm. movie. Like it, it it definitely had a very, very paper thin plot, but it was it's only if you saw the original Halloween doesn't really like have any impact or make sense. And that's kind of the problem. But Yeah, if you if you didn't you know, know David Gordon Green had come out and said that this was going to be a trilogy. So if that wasn't that is something I would say have the, in the back of your mind because it will – things will probably make a lot more sense because if you watch this movie thinking that they don't know well. if they're going if, – like if you watch this movie thinking that the studio hasn't decided if they want to even make another one or whether the story has another uh, story, it was announced before this movie came out that it is a trilogy. So they were setting the audience up to know, hey, you have this story and then another coming or this movie and then another movie so i recently read an uh, interview though with oh. david gordon green the original idea was a two-parter interesting and then they started working on the first part and they ended up 
like really honing in and focusing on it so much that a lot of their ideas kind of got like separated and they put it into Halloween Kills because they had to make something it does feel like this movie is just I mean yeah it it felt it I would love for them to cut together the first Halloween this or 2018 Halloween and Halloween Kills together because they are easily just right there next to each other I do think Halloween Ends will be its own in a sense but this is yeah that makes a lot more sense so we'll start off Halloween Kills opens up with a flashback 1978 them recreating the original Halloween costuming for the actual cops in there is amazing the color grading to have that kind of Panavision look is great yeah it it looked like it looked like it was uh, you kind of had to think wait this this didn't happen in the 70s in the movies because it looked they matched the look they matched it beautifully and one thing that stood out to me is when we get to see Michael there's one thing that they show that I think it, it might just be the subtlest detail but he's fast when he gets out, when uh, w- oh, yes, because he's, he's younger, younger. Yeah. and I love that. But just uh, how fast he is, it's crazy. Um, and even just kind of a bit the sound effects for it, it felt like they were using more so the sound effects of the 1978 film yeah. in just that flashback. No, but it's funny that you mentioned that. Like, yeah, uh, in the flashback scenes, he's like fucking. You blink and he, mm-hmm. he's there. When he's older, he's still really fast, but he's obviously slower because he's 40 yeah. years older. But fuck. How, yeah. um, and they had Dr. Loomis show up. And I remember... That was... Yeah, creepy. and I remember yeah. turning to you like, uh, or asking you after, like, hey, was any of that just, like, stock footage that they cut out? But no, they CGI'd I think it was and, like, like deepfake. Deep yeah. But this is probably one of the best ways that I've seen it done because the shots of Dr. Loomis were wide shots. Some, they did use some close-ups, but they knew the way that he was framed and the times that they picked to do a close-up, it was right on par with the 1978 film. They didn't try to do anything different or make it mod, no. And it worked beautifully. Exactly, dude. It was... Plus, I was—I honestly was thinking during that scene, okay, what is, how did this connect to the movie? And I'm glad that there was eventually a resolution. So. And it continued the, the, the story into the now. Yeah. So within that flashback, they, we get a recreation of the original movie of when Michael has murdered his sister. And the mask, the point of view mask is taken off and it appears that it's a boy that we've been following the entire time they that shot where they're just all the the moms there and everything and they're just kind of i guess backing away from the house they recreate that with michael looks great and then i think we get what we all had been waiting for there is some scenes to it but i'm going to jump to we get to michael in the house the we get pissed off my apartment holy so Another detail. So the firefighters go there to Laurie Strode's house where from the 2018 movie, Michael has been 
uh, locked into the basement and the house has been set on fire. So it is burning down with gas. Firefighters get in. One of the firefighters falls through the first floor to the basement. Now, the basement is where Michael is. And what I found interesting was it shows Michael appear from, like, he he had found a way into, like, a, a locker or something. It. He hid in yeah. one of the rooms because there's a room where uh, the guns were kept with, like, a... a almost like a blast door or like a garage door. So it shows that he would have waited out the entire thing and been just fine. And like you said, we get pissed off Michael. We get him fucking up all of these firefighters. And it's brutal. And I think, if I remember correctly, it brings us to one of your favorite kills. Yes. There's a point of view shot. You, it's literally you're looking through the gas mask of a firefighter and you get like the pick end of an axe to the face and Very it, my bloody it stays time. there and you see this hole yeah yeah it, there's this hole that you start seeing through and it was pretty awesome that looked cool shit immediately after that we get him grabbing the like saw the bandsaw or whatever it is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just slicing yep. the guy what's What's funny to me, it's a little theatrical in the perfect way. So it's theatrical in the way of we, the audience, when it's set up that Michael is there with an, like a pickaxe and he's outmanned by these firefighters that are just frozen looking at him. We, the audience, know what's about to happen. And it's a little classic theatrical of the audience knowing and the characters in the scene not. And it's like, and they played it perfectly. I feel that the moments where, not that it's campy, but it being in the 70s, there, there's, you, there's always that potential, especially with a horror film. They leaned into it. So whether... It, oh, this is, this is an old school yeah. slasher. Like, through and through. So, the other thing that uh, with this movie, it brought back the peoples. So it brought back Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brought back, oh, uh, the nurse who was transporting Michael. That was dr- the, dr- the driving the, driving the, car. the car. Uh, Her and Loomis at the beginning are driving. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one that tells Loomis, you know, I, or Loomis tells, I looked into his eyes and all I saw was evil, which my mom will always argue is the best <laughs> explanation and only explanation you need for Michael Myers. That's the one. That's yeah. the one they're following. And that's the one they're following the into. They're, they're following. not doing any backstory or anything. It is he is just evil. That is that is it. You don't need to understand. There's why waste your time trying to understand it. Um, Lindsay, who is the girl that her babysitter dies in the original Halloween. Lindsay's dropped off to be with Tommy, and while the other girl, while her babysitter, goes to. She was, she was on her way to go to somebody's house and gets choked out in the car. Yeah. In the car. So we have all these characters from the past. Another one that's made up through the flashback named Lonnie. And what's amazing is we're introduced to them as this kind of um, survivors group at an open mic that meets during Halloween. And it's... Every Halloween. Every Halloween, and it's very empowering, and it's great because it gets a perfect introduction. 
into how would how would this town react in this story so many years later on this night are people aware of it are people not because we touch a little bit on it in halloween but it sticks to the conventional laurie strode her family michael myers and anybody in the way of that path it doesn't really branch out to what's life in haddonfield looked like uh, how did you feel about them bringing those characters back well i mean they fit the theme that started in the first one of halloween, first uh, 2018 halloween um michael being a representation of fear in like trauma of everything that happened and basically Lori proving that she wasn't crazy like she literally was prepping for the, that night but now it's spilled out to the to the town I mean you kind of get a sense of what the town like it feels like a small town because it has that almost mob mentality when they start yeah I, I thought kind of grouping together and shit. I predict that people are going to be um, you're gonna love it or, you, or you're gonna hate it that aspect of the story Tommy the town the mob mm-hmm. I enjoyed it because I do feel that small town mentality like you said if this was to happen that is how they would react because I mean in if you don't think so just I mean come on the world that we have lived in shows um, but what I love about the movie is it's not they are angry and it kind of just shows it doesn't have anybody sitting on their high horse saying like i am better than you i will show you the error of your ways yada 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 it really has a great grounded of our emotions got the best of us but like i can't really who am i to judge or who everyone has been traumatized by these events and and they're not going to just sit there and no. be scared anymore. They're going yeah. to fight. They're going to fight back. It's a actually. human uh, moment in a horror film, which I always love when they do. Because, like, to us, yes, we, I mean, these are characters on a film. Like, this isn't an actual massacre. So there is easily that um, desensitate. Or, uh, desens- <laughs> We're desensitized to it. Yeah. Uh, I feel James is going to leave that in. And I know it. Um, <laughs> but we're desensitized to it, so it doesn't matter. But if you were to put on, like an actor would, you, let's, or if you were a kid, put on your imagination hat. If this shit was going down, you'd be scared shitless. You'd also be pissed off because it shows how the law enforcement of Haddonfield doesn't really know how to handle this. No one does. Because, you know, yeah. it's, it's as we heard this past two years, it's un was it unprecedented? It's unprecedented. Yes. A, a word. So it's. So I think that storyline, which primarily takes place in the hospital, is great in because it obviously it's a big chunk of it. You talking about how they split it into two movies. It definitely feels like that is one that they expanded on, but it doesn't feel out of place. And well, they they were the town was Lori while she was recovering yeah. so to speak in the movie <laughs> and like I said we've already done spoiler alerts so if you're listening to this you know that we don't really get a Lori Strode Lori Strode and Michael never come face to face in this movie 
They are never whatsoever in that Lori stays at the hospital. So if you were expecting her to go after him and fight him, he, she doesn't. You know this already. Well, and I think it's, it's like it's like in wrestling. You, you're not just going to start with the main event. You're going to yep. build up to it. So we're going to see something in Halloween ends for because sure. Because they really did show the limitation when she's trying to get out of the hospital and she just runs into one guy and her stitches break. And you know, yeah. like, at least for me, I know Ugh. there's no way she can go against Michael. But you also know deep down, down inside, it has to be her. Yeah. And, and she, she would, would fight over it, but it's, it's, there's just, it's yeah. too much. She's literally ripped open. And so that's where you said we get the next generation. So part of that is her granddaughter um, with them. Mm-hmm. And both you. And they even end up and in the house end again. Up, yeah, in Michael's house. And she, we get a taste of, well, let me rewind real quick before we get into that because that's very much in the third act let me pause and rewind it to act two which was part of the townspeople Michael just tearing through them so we have the couple in the home which Michael bucks up and which is also hilarious like it's with the fluorescent tube, oh bro. My That's God. the thing that got me. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it wasn't... Well, the first kill was with a knife, yeah. But the second one was a broken broken fluorescent tube through the neck. It was fucking yeah. nuts. Brutal! Fucking like, brutal! Out of the gate. Out of the um, gate. Eh. Like, mind you, we, were, we came from the firefighter yeah. massacre... That was the start. Which still had some pretty heinous stuff. That was the start. So we're getting like, into this. This is... And even then, with I mean... Okay. So then, Michael's... I think this is actually a good way we can go through the where Michael kills next. Michael kills next, I believe, is when we... It's Michael at the park. So... Yeah. He's with the joke. Yeah. So... Or the, the, funny the funny part, part. with the, the, you know, Lindsay from the first movie, they see these kids at the park. It's her, the nurse, the male nurse, his partner, the doctor. They're actually dressed at that, as that for Halloween. And then the nurse from the original movie. Lindsay gets out of the car to confront the kids, talking with the kids. And they said, you know, there's this asshole that, or this creepy dude that keeps playing hide-and-seek with us. They want to call him a perv, whatever. They did an amazing job of showing how Gen Zs would act in a slasher film in the sense of how you get that taste of how you know teenagers were in the 80s and those classic slasher films. I really feel that they captured that in this time period with kids interacting with Michael or with a little more like teenagers in that sense. What are you guys doing out here? It's Halloween. We've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? And he keeps, like, trying to play hide-and-seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! Run! Go home now! So, what I love is, when Michael steps out, he has their friend's mask, but it's bloodied as fuck. And... It's the skull, skull mask. mask from Halloween 3. Um, 
and this is probably where James will put in Silver Shamrock. Yeah, those the those three uh, victims. The uh, so it's the 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 bo- was it? It's the bo- the nurse. The, I don't know if that boy was in it. Is the, the nurse, nurse is through the eye? How did the boy? Yeah. He tries to save the nurse, straight through the eye lid, the oh, eye hole. The eye. Uh, and then oh, that's right. His third was a gunshot. Yep, the girlfriend comes shooting, the door. and Michael kicks the door. The door hits the gun and hits it and it she fires it right into her own head and it is cut but perfectly and shot beautifully but michael then uh, arranges them on a i forgot what they're called from the playground the, but they have the three uh uh halloween three season of the witch masks the skull of the witch and and if you haven't seen halloween three and um Let's say you're in the mood for a very compelling story, a story that will, just a movie that will, you know, make you appreciate film. Don't watch Halloween 3. So whenever you're in the mood for that, watch something. But whenever you're in the opposite of that, watch Halloween 3, because then you're going to enjoy the fuck out of it. It's a great film if you like bad films. It's a very fun film. That has nothing. It to has do nothing with to do with Halloween. They were really hoping that this film could be an well, anthology series, and it was one. And I, and I loved it. Although, honestly, if you're listening, Hollywood, now's the time to give it a try. Do season of the witch again. I think it's become a cult hit where you can make some money off of it. Um. No, they can't. They won't because it doesn't have Michael Myers, and that's who they know makes the money, <sighs> dude. It's never Fair. gonna happen. But wouldn't you love a Halloween three remake, Season of the Witch, and they still call it Halloween three? No, <laughs> I'm alone on this one. I'll be on the island. The first one was fine. <laughs> first one was fine. Um, all right, so then. I believe next on the killing table is Big John, Little John. Yes. Which, (laughs) Big John, Little John, fucking amazing characters. I love that Big John. Wait, is it Big John? Is Big John the one that's smoking the joint? Because I can't. Okay, yeah, because it's opposite. Because Little John is actually taller than Big John. Okay. I love that, like, Big John always it's always at a roach like it's never a fresh one it's always just down <laughs> to it it's almost, it's almost it's done, almost done. Uh, it's almost but done. big john and little john we're first introduced to them because they live in the myers house which has been completely redone and flipped uh it's amazing inside i remember when they were showing the interior something mm. fuck i would really i'm like i think i could i was like Pretty i nice. think i could do dark wall <laughs> colors I was like, I feel like I, I got to make some more money to be able to do that. But that was like, it looked like really fucking good. So kudos to mm-hmm. the set designer and dressers for that. Um, but they get tricked from their Halloween candy from the kids that we run into in the 
scene that we were talking to before, but this is when we're first introduced to them. Now, this is kind of the second time where we're revisiting them. They're smoking weed, uh, enjoying a glass of wine, and they hear a knock at the back door. Then a knock at the front. And I love this about the movie. When they're at the front and Big John is, you know, doing his thing, getting ready to scare the kids, he asks Little John, did you lock the back door? And he goes to check, and the back door's open. And what I love is he doesn't get closer at all to the door. Finally. I'm like, perfect. This is... How, how, this how is how people, people would act. act. He, he's, that's a legitimate question. Hey, we were just checking the back door. Did you see if it was locked? Hmm, I don't know. Little John goes back. Door is unlocked. Fuck no. I'm going to keep my distance. I can see it's unlocked, and it's open, and there's some blood right there. I'll stay here. Yep. Little John, if you kept that mentality, you would not have been dead. Well, <laughs> no, he would, I mean, to be fair, eventually. I think he, he was in shock. His partner is, I didn't see if they had a uh, ring, so maybe it was his husband is there, dead with another kill, the fucking eyeballs. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that's... That might be my other favorite kill. Big John's eyes just... just... Well, the thing is, he gets... Uh, we're talking about uh, knives to, like, through the throat. He gets a knife to the throat. Zif- and then his eyes get poked like poked out by the thumb from Michael. It's, it it's was nuts. knife to the throat, which has been Michael's kind of like key killing thing, because I think he's killed a lot of people with the throat. And then I feel that Michael remembers... That while in prison, someone, or not even prison, at the mental institute, someone had Game of Thrones, and they were playing, and he remembers <laughs> the mountain versus the viper, and he's like, I saw this in a movie once. Boom. Uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be fucking traumatized when he watches this. He's not going to see that coming. Hmm. Um, but So yes, Big John, Little John die. And then we have the off-screen death of Lonnie. And then the most satisfying death, only because I wanted him to die in the first movie, of the fucking boy. What was his name? Was it Dylan? Uh, I just remember his buddy Oscar. I don't remember his name. Uh, Cameron. No, it starts with a C. Cameron. Yeah. So uh, that Cameron dies. Why would you throw somebody? You know how expensive smartphones are. Why would you throw that sh- shit into the bowl like that? Fuck you. Yeah, it's. Uh, see, you think uh, you? Th- I know it's been three years since we've had Halloween 2018, and but in the same world, this is the same night. Um, uh, I'm just saying, David Gordon Green, Gordon Green, yeah, David Gordon Green. Uh, if you're trying to give me yeah. some, trying to tug on my heartstrings when it comes to Cameron. Mm-mm. I remember. Nope. Not the one. He was a piece of shit. And he stays a piece of shit. Okay. No, he saved that for later. Fucker. Which, by the way... Oh. Maybe. There we go. By the way... From what you showed me, yeah, there's a... Extent, the extended ending, the way the movie ended, it is not how they intended it to. Because... It was supposed to be a two-parter. Uh, 
um, but more so because they felt like knowing where they're going to start the next movie or at least where they're going to be picking up after uh-huh. what happens they also realized maybe we should just end it after that interesting okay and by well, that we'll, we'll, we'll come, come back, back to it so later after the big john little john killing we have mm-hmm. um the town and michael myers so allison's down she's been like thrown down i think her like ankle broke or something uh, oh no! Yeah, something she, like, broke. Something so she popped, like she's like a, yeah, mm-hmm. she can't move. She can't move. Um, Cameron has been, his head has been completely fucked up on the stairs. So Michael just goes in. It's as if he too was upset at Cameron for the shit he was pulling on Allison that night, and he takes it out on her, or on him, not her, but for her. Um, then twists his neck around like you said Uh, and then Karen leans him out takes his mask after pitchforking him in the back takes him out leads him out to the streets where the whole town comes up and starts fucking his shit up Tommy Doyle Doyle and company surround him the ever living shit out of him um and then Karen takes the knife. Gets a knife in the Boom. Back. Fucking double Stabs tap, him. bitch. Um, and we have, like, a great monologue by Lori talking about. And we got, like, Karen giving, giving Allison some love and all that. And they both miss. I, I mean, yeah, that's one thing I did forget is the dad dies in the first film. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Lori has her monologue and she's talking. And it kind of just goes back to her talking with the uh, with Officer Hawkins, and mm-hmm. it's kind of not from Stranger Things. Not, yeah, not. And wait, no, Hawkins, Hawkins is, is the town. The yeah, the town. And so, essentially, they're just talking about how just Michael is just evil. It's kind of some of it. And like you say, mean. They pull a little yeah. bit of a Friday Thirteenth. So, uh, Karen kind of starts wandering. Uh, I guess yep. to the house, back up to where the sister was murdered, and we see her looking out to the same window. And then, as the uh, Lori's monologue ends, you fucking see Michael's mask pop up behind Well, before that, he kills the entire town that was there. So they they do the fake out on it. So they set it up for with... He pulls the... They set it up for you to think that this entire movie is done. Because Karen has fucking boom, knife to the back, Michael. He's down. Um, The police are there. Everything to it. And when Lori, I guess, monologue, I don't know if it ends or where it gets somewhere. She says something and he yeah. and he pulls the knife out of his back kills and he goes to town. town like the dude with the gun it's in slow mo he fucks the dude with the gun it's in yeah. slow mo it's amazing but then yes karen's wandering through the house and all of a sudden at the yes. end of Lori's monologue michael's mask is there and i remember thinking 
is that like a mm-hmm. reflection? Is this something that's in her mind? Nope. Uh, she's screaming. She's actually dying. Mm-hmm. No, what the fuck? Michael bodies her. And it's made... Cut to cut Halloween, to Halloween kills. kills. And it is made clear that, like, Laurie was never going to fight him in this movie. It will be the next of Halloween ends. Because that's when Halloween ends. It is when Halloween no. ends. I'm very curious to see how this story and character of Laurie Strode and uh, I already told you before, but for the purposes of, of this podcast, uh, I do think that Laurie, it, however Michael goes or however she saves Allison, the most current generation of the Strodes, uh, she's going to die saving her. This is my guess. Lori's going to die. Full Schwarzenegger. Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Thumbs, Thumbs up. up. But but it's going to be a war. Uh, I think, yeah, you showed me that uh, article, John, about how elements of the pandemic and, and politic, current politics will play into yeah. some of the story. So I think they are going to, we're probably going to get a bit of a fast forward within the story, which will be interesting. Um, I highly recommend this movie, especially if you were a fan of the 2018. This movie is right there on par. Um, If you go in with expectations for more of the story part, it could let you down a little. You're going to hate this shit. You're not going to really, it's not going to, but if you mean story more just of enjoying the lore, being there in Haddonfield, learning more about it and kind of sitting in what it's like, you will enjoy this. If you're going to this movie just for slasher purposes, yep, yeah, like it. I, I think you're gonna love it. Um, Steve, before we go, do you have any nerd boy trivial bullshit complaints on the movie? I I I'll have to look to see or go back to what it is, but uh, as I explain, I'll, I'll explain it to you. It's just nitpicky shit that you could nitpick just for the fuck of it it's not going to affect your rating of the movie we understand that it's complete bullshit that's why we are acknowledging it ahead of time but it might just irk you a little you know it's kind of like a you know jack could have fit on the fucking door oh uh the i i forget if it was the crowd but there is a certain point where somebody was like beating down on Michael and just stops because they think he's in. Or it was multiple yeah. times, and each of those fucking times, uh, again, obviously it's this, it's a fucking slasher movie. There's there's a reason for it. But per what you brought up earlier about a a person making sense as far as how they'd react and being very cautious and careful, in this case. Not that. <laughs> Not so much. Not that. Um, God. I'm torn because I would say that I wish we would have gotten some Laurie Strode against Michael, but I understand that's what we're that's what we're setting it up for. So I don't think that's like a complete fair one. But 
I, oh, I just I realized a more dead teenagers. I understand how that sounds. But I mean, in the context no, of we slashers, we're gonna get more. Yes, we, uh, yeah. We we, well, she's more. probably gonna be in college. Well, that's. I also realize it's also possible that my theory is true, but it happens way earlier in the movie than you think. And the actual final fight is between Allison and Michael. Oh. I don't know how it. And she's uh, the one that actually killed. That would. You know I, what I feel mean? like. I don't know. Uh, I, but they. I think. Th- the reason I don't think that's true actually is because in this in Halloween Kills, she keeps stressing and once or twice in the in 2018. No, no, only it in this one. Her. She keeps stressing it. It has to be me that kills Michael. But I also see that as that's what gets her yeah. killed. She's so driven to try this shit that she she gets dead. <sighs> so uh, yeah, I I it, I could see them going in multiple possibilities. The good news is uh, David Gordon Green says the script is definitely done. He's just waiting for notes back from John Carpenter. All right. And then with, with Mr. Carpenter, the only reason he was involved is because he thought it was a really good story that he hadn't thought of or heard of before. So, like, specifically with Laurie. Yeah, I, I need to go back and watch the 2018 again just to remember... But yeah, with well, let me ask you. So, as everyone knows, whenever we watch movies, we rate them. Most places use stars. We use the star of our podcast, which is Tofu. So we give movies tofus. Tofu. Um, so on this one, it'll be a little special rating. Uh, how many spooky tofus do you give Halloween Kills? I would have to say three and a half out of five. Spooky Three and tofus. a half out of five spooky tofus. I'm going to go until I watch it again, and it could disappoint me. Four spooky tofus. Um, Steve, thanks for talking <laughs> some slashers with me. Thanks for taking me to watch Halloween Kills. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, for when we go and watch Halloween Ends. Because we watched Halloween together in theaters. We watched Halloween, so yeah, we're going to be watching Halloween Ends. We have to, to, to the set, it. man. All right, I will probably see you in like, you know, 20 seconds because uh, we're in the same apartment. We live, we live together. together. That's true. Yeah. We live in the same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, you can leave it via email at emails at johnsmostlymoviepodcast.com or you can give us a phone call at 1-800... Nope, that's not it. James, James, I'm so sorry. I've, I completely messed it up. Actually, you should, just, you should just keep this in. Keep this in and then you can, if you want to add the phone number or use the take where I'm... I actually say the phone number, so you can do the take right here. 8168mostly. That's 8168667859. And then it'll be kind of funny. And it'll be as if we did it on purpose. Alright. James, if you're listening to this, cheers. This one's for you. Same.